Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Wow. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we talk about investing in dividend stocks to receive a one, a measly 1% return per week. Why do we do that? Well, my game, my rules is the way I like to do it. I'm not greedy. I don't like to pursue more than what I need, because when you do that, you make yourself susceptible to losses, and I really don't want to do that. I like a consistent, safe, predictable return. And 1% a week doesn't sound like a lot, but you add it up over the year, that's a 67 to 70% return. It's usually around 70 to 75 because a lot of times, instead of getting a 1% per week, sometimes I get like one and a half or um, last week I got, uh, the week before was 2.2 and this week so far is at 1.4. So as you can see, more than 1% is going to give you a lot better a return. So we're looking at about 70% if things consistently go this way. Let's get out of there. Let's go in. Oh, so as I was saying, here at Dividend Stock Talk, we only invest in dividend stocks that have a consistent return, or should I say, have consistently increased their dividend payments for a minimum of 25 years. That way, absolute worst case scenario, if the stock market takes a dump, I guess I can live with a 3 or 4% return from the dividends coming in. But all that being said, let's jump on in, see where we are, and see where we're going. I did say it's 9.57, Wednesday, May 12th. Let's jump on in, see where we are. We got five positions that we carried over from yesterday, or some of them we carried over for the past couple of weeks. Let's take a look at some of them. Top of the list is Johnson & Johnson, J&J. Now, we're going to take a quick look at the one-year chart, give you a brief scenario where it's going. At the moment, she started out at 147 a year ago. From there, she went sideways, found its low in October, just before the election. After the election, she shot up to a trading range of 160. She's sitting at 168 at the moment. Let's take a look and see some of the trades. I'm really not going to go through all of these trades because Johnson & Johnson's got the dividend coming up in two weeks. The one-year chart looked good. The 90-day chart looked good. The buyers are in, in control. The trend is on the upward side. So I wanted to try and see different trading option trading strategies. Now, I don't want to confuse anyone. I just kind of want to make things a little safer. Okay, so if I can come up with a strategy that's safer and still gives me my 1%, I want to try to do that. So Johnson & Johnson for this week is basically um, a learning game. So we're just going to learn and, and, and see what these plays actually do. Um, as long as the stock stays above 170, I should be good. Other than that, most of these other positions... Um, 167 and a half seems to be the next highest one. But I'd like to keep it about 170. She's at 168 at the moment. And that's today. She opened up at 168 and she hit a high of 169 so far. But she's continuing moving forward, which keeps me a happy camper. Okay, that's Johnson & Johnson. It's like the dividend king, been in business for over 100 years, consistently increasing their dividend payments. You can't go wrong with a dividend king. And Johnson & Johnson is one of those. Like I said, if I have to hold on to it for whoever knows how long, I'll do it. It's not a big deal. All right, next on the list is MRK. 
Now, we've had this one for a couple of weeks, so I'm still surprised. Uh, MRK started out the year last year at uh, 77.83, found its high in um, mid, uh, sorry, the beginning of September. From there, she fell to the bottom. She, she fell to the bottom, which was 71.56. She went sideways for a little bit. She's sitting at 78 at the moment. And where are we with MRK? We got uh, 400 shares at 78.50. And I sold someone the option to buy it back from me at 78.50. Why did I do that? Why am I selling someone the option to buy it from me the exact same price I bought it for? Well, plain and simple, I want to collect the premium. The premium is equal to a little bit more than a 1% return. So if I'm buying it for a buck and I'm selling it for a buck, I get to keep that 10 cents or 20 cents or whatever it is. This situation just so happens to be 76 cents. So if you add what you collect for the premium, to the strike price. That's actually your selling price. All right, so I sold the option for 76 cents. Now, if the stock stays at 78.50 or above, most likely I'm going to be called out. So someone's gonna buy it from me at 78.50 and I still get to collect that 76 cents. So in actuality, my sale price is 79.46, uh, something like that. Okay, so when you buy it at 78.50 and you sell it at 79.46, hey, that's profit. And I'm only looking for a 1% profit. So you got, the date I bought it was uh, 422. So I bought it 78.50 at 4.22. I sold the 78.50 premiums that week. I sold another premium last week and again this week. So I've collected three premiums and I would do to collect the, the dividend any day now. So I'm gonna collect 400 dividends, you know, one for each share. And then that adds up to the overall profit for this for this company, which you know, hey, I'm perfectly fine holding MRK. But that being said, I got three premiums and the dividend, and I can still sell it for more than I paid for it. Can't go wrong there. I'm a little upset with the next one on the list, QCOM. If you guys have been following me for a while, you know I got bit in the butt with QCOM because I tried to do a spread back in February. So I did a spread on QCOM in February, and I wasn't paying attention. Okay, when you're doing an option, you have to pay attention. I was with my girlfriend. We were having a nice time. We were enjoying ourselves. And you know, hey, time with her is more important than money. So I let it slip. And I ended up, I think I was like 12 or 13 cents off. Sorry about that. The, 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 one of the bad things about doing a live show, a live presentation, is every once in a while when the phone rings, it, it, it shuts off my... Uh, my podcast. Now I'm doing a live show. I'm not doing a pre-recorded show where you're getting information later. No, it's, it's live and as soon as I'm done with it, I upload it. Eventually, once I get the hang of it, I'll be doing actual live shows. For those of you who want to follow along on a live show before the market's open, so that way you guys take advantage of it. Until then, you're going to have to do with, with, with my technology takes me. All right? I'm admitting to you, I'm almost 60 years old. I really don't care about technology, but I do know I have to get to it eventually, and I will. But until then, I'm going to have to deal with the, uh, what do you call it? The interruptions, the static, um, background noise, all that kind of stuff. With a live show, you get live stuff. It's like life, you know? You're doing your trades and somebody barges in. It just happens.
Okay, I got dogs in the background. I got the air conditioner coming on. And I got people walking around the house. Because I'm actually in Florida hanging out with my kids and my grandson. And so it's, I'm having a blast. But I do have to fulfill my commitment to you guys and do this once a day just before the market. Anyway, all that being said, uh, QCOM, I'm a little upset with that. I got burned because I wasn't paying attention. But it has allowed me to collect lots and lots of premiums. Okay, so we've collected a premium every single week since we bought it back in February. Now, we are in the second month of the second quarter, which February was the second month of the second quarter. So what does that mean? That means we got dividends coming up again on QCOM. So I'm not going to buy any more shares of QCOM. I'm at 1,200 shares now. As soon as the uh, dividend comes up again, that's going to decrease my cost basis because every once in a while I threw some more money at to decrease my cost basis so I can get rid of it and, and, and get another one. I'm still collecting my 1% using QCOM premiums, but I would prefer you know, to move the money along and, and continue. So as I was saying, QCOM started up the year last year at 78, found its low at 72.98. From there, she just jumped up to double high uh, once in January and once again in February. Uh, she fell from there. She'd been going sideways for quite a while at the 136, 137 area. Some strange reason, yesterday and today, she uh, she gapped down. She's sitting at 126. And 126 makes me a very unhappy camper. Okay, so we have 1,200 shares. Our cost basis is about 141. I am going to sell a premium on this right now because today is Wednesday and I can't keep holding on to this without having some kind of cash come in. So I'm going to do the 132s, uh, the 131s, yeah, because 131s way up here, um, and we're going to do 12 of those, so give me a second, and I'm going to tell you exactly what we have. All right, so I'm going to hit the confirm button, what we're going to, what I'm going to do right at the moment, I am going to sell 12 QCOM 100s, which is the weeklies, 14 May 21, which is this Friday. And it's going to be the call, which is giving someone the right to buy it from me at 131. Now, I'm only going to do this for 31 cents. Okay, so that multiplied 1,200 is uh, three, about 400. Well, I think somewhere around 400 bucks. It could be 400. I don't know. All right, so we're sending that limit order. That's off to the races and see how that would say. That's just going to be a day order. And she got filled at 35. So let's do a quick calculation and see what that's going to be. Calculator, uh, 0.35, 35 cents a share, multiply 1,200 shares. Oops, go back one, 1,200 shares, there we go. Okay, that's 420 bucks. That's 0.4% of the return. Remember, we're using a $100,000 account, and we do this at the beginning of every year. We clear off the slate of everything, and we start with just 100,000. So 100,000, we're just looking to attain $1,000 a week. That's it, and see where we go from there. So this is giving us 420. So 420 is not bad. We did a trade on Monday. We were in and out, made a couple hundred bucks really quick. Um, we'll fill this in our profit and loss on Saturday. We're gonna go over everything. Uh, that being said, so we got 320 coming in from QCOM. UPS is next on our list. Okay. UPS, put that into the one year chart and that looks something like this. She started, she started out at a low a year ago, 
From there, she found a trading range of 160 to 170. She went sideways all the way up until the beginning of April before she finally breaks out of that sideways market and hits a high of 219. She's sitting at 213 at the moment. And where are we with this one? Okay, so she's at 213 and we have 10 contracts to do the 210, 212 and a half. So as long as the stock stays above 212 and a half, I remember we went over this yesterday. This is, I believe, a 35 or 40% trade, which basically means if the stock goes up, I make my money. Stock stays the same, I make my money. Even if the stock goes down, I'm still making money. This is my absolute favorite trade. Absolute favorite. Because you get the dividend coming up two weeks, which makes stocks move up because they're coming into the dividend play. Uh, the one-year chart looked good. The 90-day chart looked good. And the seasonality looked good. And it's UPS. They've been around for decades. So it's a comf company I wouldn't mind holding long-term. That being said, I just assume collect premiums and cash flow from it. But we're trying to boost up our, uh, our return a little bit. So UPS is all good. ExxonMobil was the last on our list. Okay, ExxonMobil started out last year at 44.84. Found its low at the end of October at 30.78. Shoots on up to find a high of 64. And that was just a couple of days ago. Uh, that was on Monday. All right, so she dipped down two twice. Uh, she had a down day on Monday. She opened up higher. She couldn't sustain it. And then yesterday she dropped down lower and she dropped down lower today. Wait a minute, oh, she went up higher today. Sorry about that. The market maker is the only one who gets to decide where it goes. So she opened up this morning at 60.01 and she hit 60.94. So it's not bad, but where are we with ExxonMobil? Okay, we got uh, 200 shares at uh, 55.50. We sold a premium for almost two bucks. So we're gonna make money on that one. Um, and then we got 10 contracts, the 61 and a half by 63. So as long as this thing stays above 63, we'll make money on that one. But I'm gonna have to keep my eye on this one on Friday, because right now we're at 60.72. So I'm way off my premium. But you know what? Let's jump and make a quick trade on ExxonMobil. XOM. Uh, let's do another spread. We got 2,000 bucks to play with. Well, before I do that, let's go to Market Watch and see what's happening today. Um, 521. So today is the 12th. SPGI, we looked at that one yesterday, didn't do us any good. So CHE is the first on our list that we're going to take a quick look at, and that's the Chemd Corporation. They got a 32 cent dividend coming up, and let's see what the chart looks like and see if we can actually do anything with this company. All right, so this is a $400 stock company. So this is one I usually stay away from for, for, you know, for buying a stock and collecting a dividend because I really don't want to pay $400 a share to collect a 32 cent dividend. I'm telling you that just right off the bat. You know, to me, it's not worth it. You know, it'd have to be a $4 dividend to make my 1%. 32 cents, no, no thank you. We'll take a quick look at this and see what it looks like for a, a spread or a covered call. Um, she started out last year at 436. Found a high in 126, which was in January. She basically didn't do very much. You know, she stared up to a trading range of somewhere between 470 and, and 
500, went sideways for a little bit, followed a high at 560 before dropping down to 416. She bounces off to 416. She got a little bit of a sideways trend at the moment. She's at 481. It doesn't make me a happy camper looking at it, but it's still an upward trend. Seasonality for this bad boy looks like up. Ooh, I like this. Buy it in January and sell it in December. Make money, money, money. I like it when a seasonality has a nice, steady, even growth pattern to it. Now, this chart right here, my seasonality chart, I have set for 10-year data. So I look at it 10 years on top of another, and every single year, spying at January to December, it's a nice upward flow. I'd probably jump out somewhere around August, though, because she seems to plateau in the, in, uh, the third quarter and going sideways. And that doesn't really thrill me. But we have an upward trend, and let's see what the chart looks like. C-H-E. All right. So the buyers and sellers look like they're converging to coming together, which means it's going to start plateauing out. And that does not make me a happy camper. And it looks a little bit towards the downside, but not, not greatly. So I'm not sure if I'd even do this one. For several reasons. Number one, it's $400 stock. Doesn't make me a happy camper. Um, she's at 480 So if I bought, if I was going to do a covered call, this is what it would look like. All right, she's trading right now at 478.09 by 481.56. That's like a $3.5 spread. Okay, so if you bought the 480s, you'd make your 1% because then you'd have to stay at 480 or above to break even. Okay, so you buy it at 480 and you sell the uh, sell the spread, uh, not the spread, sorry, the covered call. That's if you get the money to do a covered call on a $480 stock, which not a lot of people can do, so I'm just going to go bypass that one. JKHY, Jack Henry & Associates, is next. They got a 43-cent dividend. Let's see what they look like. But all in all, you know, the... Uh, the covered call for that company that we just looked at, it, it's not that bad if you have the money and you want something safe. But I'm going to skip this one right away because the one-year chart don't look that happy. Let me quick give you the numbers and you guys can figure out what you like. All right, she started out last year at 185.01. She hit a high in mid-August at 200. From there, she, she almost like, you know, you could call this dropping like a rock because it took two days to go from 199 down to 164. Right, somewhere in that area. Went sideways with a little bit of a downtrend until she hits the bottom at 141. Okay, went sideways for a little bit. The 90-day chart looks like it's up, but a lot of down days. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 down days and two up days. So I'm going to say no to that right away. I just go to the next one, MXIM, which is Maxim Integrated Products. MXIM. Now, this is a better looking one year chart. She starts out last year at 5304, found the bottom at 5096. Stair steps its way up. Now, when I say stair steps its way up, they look like little steps, the chart. So it's not like a straight up, which hardly ever happens, but it does. It has a nice little angle. <clears throat> okay, her first step is from the from the bottom at fifty one, 
she steps up to 16, she trades there for about a month, and she jumps up to 69, and trades there for about, ooh, one, two, about three months. Jumps up to 81, travels there between 81 and 83 for about another two, three months. Gets to a trading range of 92, and she goes sideways until today. She hit a high, look at that, this is like a triple high at 98.55. Okay, it definitely does not look like, and by looking at this, it doesn't look like she's gonna go, she's gonna break 98.50. I mean, because you got three attempts. You got January 19th, she attempted to hit breakthrough, couldn't do it. Again, March, uh, February 19th, couldn't do it again. Lost steam at April 1st at 98, and then again at 4.27 and 98.41, and just can't seem to break past that. If you're going sideways for a little bit, she's sitting at 91.25. Now let's see what seasonality looks like for Maxim. Ooh, another nice one, a nice steady upward growth. Okay, so we're in like a sideways with a slight little tilt to the upside. Now let's see what the big chart looks like. M, X, I, M. All right, she had a high of 98.48. That was just a couple of days ago. Oh, the sellers are in control. The buyers are retreating, but it looks like she's bouncing off the bottom with the trend. So there could be a trend reversal. I'm not 100% sure, okay? Because she, she they had a reversal on, uh, on the 7th, which was a couple of days ago, where the sellers took over. So... It doesn't make me a happy camper. But let's see what Maxim looks like. All right, right now she's trading at 91.21 by 91.27. When the, when the bid and the ask are that tight, you know, there's a lot of volume. Okay? So with a lot of volume means the uh, premium might be good. Now this one has a monthly option, so I probably wouldn't do this because this is for next week. But if we bought it at 91 and we sold the 90s, we'd get almost two bucks which is your 1% if you're going to do the, cover, the, uh, you know, the covered call. Now, if we were going to do a spread, the 8590 is going for 410. That's a 20 to 25% return. Now, I like it 25% a week. This is be 25 for two weeks. Doesn't make me a happy camper, so I'm gonna bail on that one and see what we else get lost. Uh, let's see what uh, are there anything more Buffett's list for the 27th? Oh, we had gold and KHC. Now, gold only has a seven cent, seven cent dividend, and I really ever chase seven cent dividends because it's just not worth the time and effort. Okay, KHC, which is ooh, craft. Kraft Heinz Company. I love that one. K-H-C. All right, so Kraft started out at the low of 28.16, kind of like all over the place. She bounces from the low up to 36, and then back down to 28, and then back up to 35, then back down to 31, and then she shoots up to find the high of the year or a couple of days ago at 44.24. Now, seasonality for this bad boy is, there we go, click on that. She's kind of in a slight upward, sideways upward trend right now. So if I want to do something for this Friday, not a good idea. But that's just me. 
I just don't know. Alright, so let's get back to where we are. Now, I don't like money sitting around, so I got like 1600 bucks just sitting there. What do I have that's going good? Okay, Johnson & Johnson. I did a lot of trades with Johnson & Johnson. MRK. No, MRK don't make me a happy camper. just a little bit more of a return. She's at 77.89. 77. It's almost at 78. So let's look at the 76 and a half by 77. Ooh, that looks good. Let's go one further. 76. Not enough. So the 75, 76, 77 looks pretty good. Let's see what that looks like. 3,300. That's about over 40, close to a 40% return for three days. That's kind of like a no-brainer for me, because Mark is a good company. It's been around for a while, and I wouldn't mind holding on to it. So if I can pay three hundred eighty-three dollars to make a hundred and thirty, that's well over thirty percent. All right, so let's do. Let's go one up, seventy-six. Yeah, see, that's not enough. Forty-eight. All right, so this is what the trade looks like. We're looking at buying a 10 vertical MRKs with the hundreds. That's for this Friday, uh, 14 May 21. It's a 76 and a half by 77. Okay, which means as long as the stock stays above 77, we're gonna make our 30%. So I'm going to get 20 of these. All right, and that's gonna look more like 70, $760 will make $260 in return, okay? Hmm. All right, so it looks like by 200, let's do it really good, quick again, copy this one, create duplicate order. <clears throat> okay, so we're gonna buy 20 of vertical MRK 100s, which is a weekly. 14 May 21, which is this Friday, which is two and a half days away. The 76 and a half by 77 at 37. So I'm gonna pump this up just a tiny bit, just to make sure we get filled. I wanna kick it up to 41. And there you go, 41. Alrighty, let's try that one more time. Apparently I can't do 40, but I can do 15. Just gonna go 41. You gotta be joking me. All right, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna change the order that I have. Pump it up 41 just to see if she gets filled. All right, this is what it looks like, because it, it wouldn't take the, the 20 at, at, at 37. So we're gonna try to get it at um, 
41. Alright, so that looks like it's just sitting there waiting to be filled. Okay, all that being said, this is about all I can do for today. Uh, we got one order open and we got one order filled. The one that we got filled was the the 131 calls on QCOM. That's it for the day. This is James out of here from Dividend Dog Talk and the 10 Minute Trader. We will catch you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Peace out. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.